Well, welcome to um, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group and to the KLE Podcast. And I'm here with my friend Steve Bissett. We've finally, finally, finally. take fifteen. <laughs> so some of us are more technologically um, challenged than others. <laughs> <laughs> but we just could not meet into the the live Facebook group. So we're doing a recording that I will that I'm loading up, and I on both the group and uh, into uh, into. You know, the, I now have my own parking space at Lowe's and most shopping centers that says handicap. I think that's my whole deal with the with this technology stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and in the cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh well hey we we are here finally anyway so we've got we haven't got this is zoom so it they don't give me a lot of uh, give us a lot of time to do this so um yeah hurry up because i got one fan see it right there it's one only one fan <laughs> i also got one somewhere <laughs> um all right so steve um December 25th, I get a message from uh, our friend Tony in uh, Marshall, Texas, and um, it shook my day because suddenly I heard there was a, a, a not such a good report about what happened to you. So um, take it away and let us know wh how, what happened. Uh, what happened? Yeah, well, uh, we had a bunch of family in here for uh, all the time preceding Christmas, up through Christmas Day, and finally everybody had left, you know, on December 25th, and so I'm getting ready for bed. I just told Connie, I said, man, I have a really bad headache. I've got, I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. It's about 9 o'clock at night, and um, so anyway, I, I came out. Uh, just to say good night to her and she was sitting there looking at the looking at all the lights and everything and I just said something like isn't that funny and she said what and she said my eyes were kind of blinking and going off to the left and I said uh, I said that thing that we were talking about she said what thing and I started laughing and she said uh, you mean you mean about our nephew and I and I just laughed even more and she she said that isn't even funny and I and I said no I mean the television show and I pointed up to the TV well the TV wasn't even on and anyway my eyes are kind of flitting back and forth and and she just thought I was trying to clean my contacts or something anyway she said you better go to bed <laughs> so anyway I went into the bed and and uh, usually I take a shower every night before I go to bed and she didn't hear the shower going. And so she came in to check on me yeah. and I was facing, my body was facing away from the door, but my head was facing the door. So it was completely backward and she thought I had broken my neck. And so anyway, she, she hopped on the bed and she said, look at me. And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't move my eyes or my head because my eyes were locked um, back to the left. And um, she said, Steve, look at me. And I, I still couldn't do anything. And she says, you are having a stroke. Just lay right there. And I said, I have to go potty. She says, well, go ahead and wet the bed. And I said, no. <laughs> so 
anyway, um, she hopped up to go call the, um, call the EMTs. And, um, uh, at that time I, my son-in-law had made it over there somehow. I mean, I don't remember quite all the time frames, but he helped me into the bathroom and, um, uh, she went out to call the paramedics, but the funny thing was is she, before she called the paramedics, she thought, you know, I better call our son. Um, so anyway, uh, he made it here actually before the paramedics did, but all the way over, he kept thinking, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't even know whether there is a God right now. I don't know, you know, what's going on. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm even going over there. You know, I mean, I don't know what to do. Um, and anyway, as soon as he got into the bathroom, apparently, this is what he says, it was like all of the, all the walls disappeared, uh, the floor disappeared, I mean, everything just disappeared, and he was standing in the middle of creation, where God said, wow. and he said, he, he said, I saw all the creation, I saw, and he says, immediately, I not only knew what to do, but immediately I knew the presence of God. I knew that he was real. I knew that this isn't something that was just my parents' religion. You know, I knew that this was God. Um, in the midst of all this that was going on, I kept hearing people saying, Oh, Jesus, please. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, help. Oh, Jesus, please. And they were just other voices. I mean, but all of a sudden I heard my son's voice and my wife's voice say in the name of jesus christ and then they spoke to whatever it was i don't remember the words but i remember that ripple not just a ripple it was like a shock wave that went through my body and my brain and i knew everything was going to be fine um anyway the paramedics arrived and they said uh Mr. Bissett, you're going to have to pull up your pants. That's the first thing I remember. <laughs> and so in a, I don't know how dignified I was or wasn't at that point. But uh, anyway, I had to pull up my drawers. Uh, I've never liked anybody else digging in my drawers anyway. But anyway, um, they took me down to the hospital and they couldn't do anything with me because um, they went ahead and took a scan and apparently I had a 10 inch blood clot in my head from the back Ten of my inches. Head. Yes. That's, from that's the back like what, that long? Almost a foot long, yeah. My goodness. It went from the back of my brain uh, stem and uh, partly from my jugular clear up to the front of my brain. Um, wow. So it, it kind of went you know that whole distance and uh that caused the all the capillaries to kind of blow out and bleed so i had this huge mass of blood on my brain plus i had blood clot so uh they had to send me another hour away to another hospital that had neurologists and stuff like that a neurosurgeon and when i got there uh the neurosurgeon kept looking at the charts and kept looking at me and then he'd look back at the pictures and he'd look at me and the scans and everything he says this cannot be the same guy and they said yeah that's the one we just took so he ordered another battery of tests well 
they came back the same. And he says, this guy that's in these pictures should not be alive, or at least if he is, uh, he, he would be a vegetable. And at that time, they started calling me Stu, uh, you know, because of all the vegetables. But anyway, not, that's a bad joke. But anyway, uh, yeah, Carrot Top. Carrot Top, we'll rest with that. They call me Carrot Top. Um, but anyway, they just um, they just said there's no way that this guy should be alive. This, this is a miracle. And it's funny because my wife at that time kept saying that, that telling everybody that came in, he's perfect. He's perfect. And I said, Doc, write that in your charts because that's really the miracle. She's never said that before. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, the, the true miracle in all that is when Connie and Chris begin to speak. And it was something... It was not waiting for God or begging God or asking him or anything else. It was as a son of God taking that place and speaking life into the situation, speaking into it. Uh, I know that's when everything turned. And um, uh, a double stroke like that, um, to have a double stroke, which is the, the not only the bleed, but the... Um, Plot, um, they just said that there's there's no chance that anybody be alive. The nice thing is is that it hasn't affected. Uh, I mean, I there's no side effects. I have nothing uh, that's been, um, except for just like then I have a little pause because I'm trying to think what to say. <laughs> and you know, you know me. You know, usually it's just kind of tumbling out. You know, like a, a waterfall. Uh, but as a general rule, there's just been no, there's been no side effects or anything like that. Wow. So, um, the thing that it brought me, uh, brought to my remembrance was there's several different Greek words that are used for the word ask. And whenever, whenever, you know, we always quote all these things of ask God, you know, ask him, uh, believe that you, you know, whatever you believe you shall receive and, you know, all that sort of the funny thing is, is that every time he uses the word ask, it's not what we think because he says there's, like I said, there's about five different Greek words for the word ask. One of them means to beg, one of them means to inquire, one of them means to um, uh, request. Um, but the one that he uses, he says, up to this time, disciples, up to this time, guys, you've never asked me for anything. But now I tell you, ask of the father in my name that your joy may be full and that he may do it for you. That word is totally different than to beg or to inquire or request or any of those. It literally means to demand what is already due. In other words, this is already in your account. And all you're doing is putting a demand upon that account, something similar to writing a check. You're putting a demand on the account that's already there. It's already in your account. And so to demand what is due is not something like a spoiled little child would do. It's something realizing that your father has already placed it in you. He's already given it to you. And all you're simply doing is putting a demand on that account. And that's when I felt that, not, oh, Jesus, please, but or, oh, God, please, but in the name of Jesus Christ. That settled something in me, and like I said, it sent it 
creative blast through my body that I could literally feel. And so I know that there's a lot of things that we do not do in life. And most of those things, we just think we're begging for some um, reticent God to do something. Hmm. And, and he's standing kind of aloof, waiting to see if we're going to make it muddle through this stuff. When actually, as a son of the living God, we're to stand and speak as he would in that situation, or speak as he does. And that's something that really, once again, reaffirmed that whole process best to me uh, because for me to make it out of that with no residual effects um, is a is a it was a phenomenon to all the doctors and neurologists and everybody else so anyway uh, I don't know at this point I don't know what else to say concerning that because that's basically you know nutshell the, the whole uh, what happened now we were in there for nine nine days total um, I was in ICU for I think four or five days. I like the way they named it IC ICU. I mean, <laughs> keep a watch on you, you know. Uh, but uh, after that, it was my wife and uh, it was our 40th anniversary, uh, wedding anniversary, and uh, we didn't have any money at that point to go anywhere. And uh, uh, it was actually kind of nice because they put us in this really nice executive suite uh, with room service, and so it was. Really, we got we got a chance to be up there, you know, for nine days with just the two of us just sitting in there, and they changed our, you know, changed our sheets and you know all that sort of stuff. The only thing I didn't like was having to wee wee in that little jug that they give you. But anyway, uh, other than that, it was really kind of a nice. It was uh, it was just nice being with her and sorting through life, uh, reassessing what our priorities are, um, because anytime you have a a shake like that. Uh, you begin to realize that you just don't want to waste time anymore. Hmm. So, so, so that's basically. Well, that's awesome. I mean, well, I, you know, I was, I was, um, as I said, I was in South Africa at the time that uh, that the news came through, and it, you know, and I had no means of like finding out more, and so it came through drips and drabs afterwards, but. Um, you know, uh, it, it like affected me quite a bit. And so I started praying and, and declaring and, and, uh, right. speaking, speaking life, like many others did taking authority over. Right. And, oh, uh, yeah. and so, you know, and then as news came and, and uh, just hearing what God had done in your life that, you know, that was amazing. Uh, so I'm very grateful to God for, for your life. You're a, you're my friend and my brother, and we've journeyed a lot together. So hey, it's just like That's right. this is not this is not a good time to hear this kind of thing. But I was just um, early. I was when on take one or take five or one of the takes. I can't remember. But, <laughs> but I was saying how you know is that testimonies are, are like really great because they inspire our faith to believe God. You know, but testimonies don't give us faith. The word faith right. comes by hearing the word of God, but it's it's right. it's so incredible to hear that because it gives you sort of an expanse, you know, or or it takes the limits off on what you can do with with your faith, you know, and what what is possible right. in in times like that. Um, uh, that your wife and and uh, and Chris, Connie and Chris, could 
take authority. They knew their authority in Jesus' name at that point in time, took authority and, right. and, uh, and commanded that, that situation and God worked it out, you know? And, right. Uh, so that, you know, that's really powerful. Well, faith is not, and I know we've talked about this before, as far as faith is not something you're trying to attain. Yeah. Faith has never been used as a verb. It's that's not right. an action. It's, it's always been used as a noun throughout all of, all of scripture, which is a person, place, or thing. It's a place from which you see all life. It's yeah. a place from which you speak. It's a place from which you do everything. It's a, it's a place in Christ that you're able to move. In him we live and move and have our being. And, and that's what faith is. And here we are trying to get more or trying to get it better or trying to pray yeah. more or fast more or whatever. And yeah. he just, when they said, oh, Lord, increase our faith, you know, the disciples did. He simply turned to him and he didn't say, sure, I'll give you some more. Hmm. He said, if you just, if you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you can speak to this bush yeah. or this mountain or this whatever. Yeah. He just, in other words, he's saying, use what I've given you. Yeah. Use what you know. Use what's already in your heart. And the thing that I love is Galatians 2.20. It's probably my favorite scripture. It says, uh, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's yeah. not the faith in the Son of God. It's not the word E-N there in the Greek. It's the word O-V, which is of. The life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I'm living by his faith. If I've died, I don't have any faith anyway that's worth anything. I mean, what, you know, but I come back to life inside of you or inside Christ. Now I have to live by whoever's faith I'm in. Yeah. So now I'm not trying to get more. I just find out what he believes about that and then live by that. Yeah. Jesus, what do you believe about this situation? Oh, really? Okay, that settles it. That's what yeah. I'm going to live by. I'm going to live by what you believe now. I'm going to live by your faith, not mine. Yeah. I'm not having to try to get more. I'm not having to try to pray or fast more. Does that mean time's up? No, no. Not yet. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I heard that thing. No, no, just, no, okay. no, that's all right. You don't have to be sorry. I don't know whether you were making the noise or the computer was. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, I should turn it off. But anyway, it's just one of those things that you begin to realize where, because it's not time to try to live by faith when you're in a situation like that. Yeah. You're going to live by what's ever already in there. That's right. By, by how you already see life, by ah, what you, you already know. That, that was the point I wanted to get to is, is like, you know, it, it's no good trying to pump iron when, you, when you're facing your oh. adversary. Is, is you've got to right. be training and, and, you know, preparing yourself so that when you are in that situation, you can, you can deal with right. it. Right. Yeah, I call it Preparation HS, you know, the Holy Spirit. You've got right. to, not Preparation H, which is for hemorrhoids. Right. You know, it's Preparation HS, which is, you know, you... you You've already been prepared for this time in the season. I've already equipped you. You've already been prepared for this. That's right. And so just live by what he believes, not yeah. not what I, I'm not trying to get there in the yes. middle of the storm. Yes. You know, yes. like you said, 
here we are in the middle of a storm and we're trying to pump iron, trying to get stronger. No, yeah. you gonna, can't do that. Yeah, you can't learn to sail when your ship is in the storm. You got to. <laughs> It's just like, how does this work now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. How am I going to do this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you got to be, I mean, you got to be learning how to sail that ship on the water before you hit the storm. Um, right. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, so it's important to, to get the word built into you, the word concerning your authority and the word uh, concerning right. your your you know healing and and what what right. Christ has done for you, and and uh, the pa the power of the name of Jesus you know build those right. things into you before the time you know. Well, just just getting into you what he truly believes, not only about you but about any situation. How, yeah. how does he see this? Yeah. And it says if if indeed I am seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all power and principality and ruler of darkness. I'm going to have a totally different perspective yeah. if I'm seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. There's a totally different perspective from seeing it from that place rather than trying to picture it from the storm I'm in. Right, right. And that is probably the most difficult thing is we tend to see things from our circumstance or our situation rather than seeing it seated at the right hand of the father in exactly heaven. yeah exactly as a done deal so right you know right. rather than trying to attain it which is which is religion religion is always trying to attain something that's um, true whereas as kingdom citizens and as sons of god we actually have the authority uh redemption is ours we you know we so it's just getting to that mindset and that place where we do understand that and that's that's what faith is <laughs> faith right, is arriving right, at true. the place is yeah. like we know this you know it's not we're not yeah. trying to get it you know so and it's not trying to get that um not saying i'm just standing here waiting for my for the manifestation of my healing i mean yeah. i've heard that hundreds of times you know i'm waiting i believe but i'm waiting for the man no faith is the substance yeah exactly and the evidence I don't need to see it. Yeah. I don't need to see the actual, I don't need to wait till somebody says that the, that the uh, uh, symptom is gone. I don't have to wait till somebody says that the situation has passed. I don't have to wait for the doctor to say, Oh, by the way, you're healed now. Yeah. Because I already have that substance. I already have that evidence. I, what more evidence do I need? than the one who whose voice shook both heaven and earth says you are healed in Christ Jesus. He already bore your sickness and disease and by right. his stripes. What more do you need than that? Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, but yet we have a tendency to believe what we hear here on earth or we hear our body saying or, or whatever else. You know what? That really does look like the rise of the great pumpkin, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. That, that, in know. South Africa, in South Africa, there's a there's a cool ring called Oros, and so when the guys all in orange, they would call him the Oros man. So when I when I saw your top this morning, I thought, yeah, is the Oros man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what made me wear this. I haven't worn this shirt in probably I don't know years. So. 
I, you would think it wouldn't get lost in my closet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. So, yeah. so now the, the prognosis now is that that 10 inch clot is totally dissolved or, and, yes. and the bleeding well, is stopped. I haven't had an MRI or a CAT scan uh, for probably a month and a half. So um, when I left the hospital, uh, it had already started to dissolve and all that blood mass had started to dissipate. Wow. Uh, whereas it started, it had started, you know, probably as big as my fist in my brain. Now it was probably the size of a quarter. And they say that normally that blood dissipates very, very slowly. It takes about a year, maybe two years for it to actually, the body to absorb that. Right. And so it was already, it was already going that fast. So like I said, they, they still won't let me work, um, uh, release me to work until April Fool's Day. Um, they might be trying to tell me something, you know, but um I, at this point, it's just because everybody asks me how I feel. I, you know, I feel great. I mean, it's not like, um, it does, I guess I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any of the slurring. I don't have, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody else says I slur, but uh, there's, there's all the synapses seem to be firing fine. You know, I mean, it's just, um, and like my wife says, you know, I'm perfect. So, you know, that's, that's the only thing that matters to me. <laughs> I don't care what the rest of y'all say. <laughs> yeah. I am so beautiful to me. Can't you see? But uh, anyway, it's just, it's been an interesting ride. It's been an interesting few months just because of watching not only watching my son come back uh, to a place of strength, but watching um, other people that really had a lot of doubt and a lot of, uh, uh, they were being shaken in a lot of areas. Um, you know, they've come back to realize that there is power in that we have to be able to speak to these things. And if we do not have doubt in our heart, we shall have whatsoever things we say. Yeah, exactly. So uh, oh. the problem is, is the doubting in the heart. Yes. Yes. And um, that's, you know, people say, well, then that's putting it all on you. Actually, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do with that? You know, yeah. uh, if you do not doubt in your heart, you yeah. shall have whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, let it be unto you according to your faith. I mean, um, well, that means I don't have enough faith. No, you just, we just believe more of what we see on our bodies or see out there or our circumstance than we believe what God has said. Yeah. So, and that's basically it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I always say there's only, there's only three, there's only three links in this chain. It's God, his word and you. And, um, right. Which that's one true. do you think is going to fail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, that's it, true. That, that's the bottom line of it is like we can't blame God and we can't blame his word. We've right. got to take responsibility for our side of things. You know? And if we're truly living by his faith, his faith faileth not. I mean, exactly. you know, if that's what I'm living by is his faith, not yeah. mine. Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, if I come back to life in you, 
if I'm trying to live by my faith and you're trying to live by your faith, that there's a war within you. Yeah. But if I came back to life inside of you, um, I must live by what you have faith in. I must live by your principle. I must live by whatever's in you, not yeah. not what I think anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's and the author guess, and the finisher of our faith. I mean, that's, that's what true. Hebrews that's true. says he's the beginning and the completer or the perfecter or the finisher right. of our faith. So yeah. he's the beginning and, he, and the end of it. Yeah, and he began this good work in you. He will also complete it. And complete I mean, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what, one thing, okay, so you said that, um, you know, when you have a, an event like this, you rethink a lot of things, your priorities change. If, if you can say one thing that you've come away from this, what is the, the most profound, um, you know, insight you have out of this experience love for people rather than the principles and the teaching uh, before i used to love the teaching i used to love the principles love the word love i mean and i'm still i still do but there's a primary love for people uh like in the community um i i know that i, I we've started getting involved more in the community and the people's lives um, as opposed to just um, just reaching out to our normal sphere of people that believe like-mindedly. Mm. Uh, Jesus spent his life, uh, it seemed like, you know, with publicans and sinners and everybody else, and they called him a wine bibber and a glutton. I'm not saying that I'm going out to the bars drinking or anything. It's just... <laughs> I want to spend time with the people that need it yeah. and the people that uh, really need his love and his, because uh, otherwise, how are they going to know unless exactly. we're sent? Exactly. How are they going to hear unless somebody's sent to, yeah. so they can hear? That's uh, and a lot of people, um, there's a guy in particular I know of that, that, um, he believes that there is a God, <laughs> but uh, when this happened to me, he he put out a, a little bulletin in the whole Facebook group that he has uh, for a certain community, and he just said, uh, uh, Steve Bissett, the owner of the Graceful Ghost, has had a double stroke. Uh, please begin to pray. And there were people that we had no idea even knew who we were, uh, just send little notifications and things like that through that Facebook group. And it's amazing how many people begin to rally around something when there's that love and appreciation and that connection that you got with them that that's because the connection was through the boat. It wasn't through the fact that I spoke someplace, you know, the mm. 15 principles right. of discipleship. It was because I was involved in a, in a life you know, and Connie said that the other day, why, you know, I, I don't want to just continue to exist. I want to live life that he gave us. Yeah. And that's, that resonates with me so much more than just finding new places to teach or to preach or to whatever, or to write my book or, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's the people that are, it's people's lives that are, 
uh, and to get involved with their life and to help them see a living God right now, as opposed mm -hmm. to just a dead principle. Right. That's awesome. So, awesome. Anyway. Thank you, Steve. That, I mean, that is really powerful. And, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you're still here with us, brother. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, uh, I am too. Frankly, <laughs> I am too. But uh, uh, no, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to God for that miracle. And that's. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, when, when I only have one friend, Sean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, I kind of miss you. <laughs> that's exactly as it. Steve, Steve can't go yet. I've only got one friend and it's Steve. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, so I'm very grateful to God and that you're, you're, you're okay. And I, I mean, and, and I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm really inspired and encouraged and, strengthening my faith to hear your testimony again and uh, um, just that you know just the incredible power of God to to yeah, actually work beyond the limits and uh, you know to do the impossible in that sense I mean that surgeon right. said you know you should be a vegetable or dead you know and uh, right and that God can work beyond the limits I mean we've seen it with with my own son and um, right. but I'm just reminded again you know, oftentimes we look at the healing side of things, but but God is God in every situation in our lives. Right. So no matter what right. we're facing, whatever crisis we're in, is just to to take authority, stand your stand, and know that that God is the God. You know, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus said. That's so, true. So That's true. you know, if we if we and believing is the process, the verb that gets us to the noun, which is faith. Right. So right. so is um you know to 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 believe God in the midst of every situation, believe His word, believe His His um, His uh, His character and uh, and who He is in the midst of everything that God gets us through. So I, right. I'm very I'm very. It reminds me what you're saying right now reminds me of that when it says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, I always thought, well, that doesn't make any sense because I didn't think we were supposed to work this at all. Yeah. The word work out is one Greek word which literally, it's supposed to be a word picture. It's supposed to paint a picture in the, person, in the hearer's mind. Yeah. And it literally means to engage with in order to do. Right. So it, it, the word picture is something else is already in motion, and you simply engage or put your gear in with that other gear that's already in motion, and mesh together so that you're both working and functioning at the same level, the same right. speed, the same at the same thing. Right. So to work out your own salvation doesn't mean you got to go and work hard at this thing. It means to engage with something that's already in motion. Amen. I've already begun this good work in you. I've already done this. I've already, you know, there's so much that he's already done and we exactly. don't even engage with that. Exactly. Yeah, so. exactly right. Well, that's awesome. So, you know, just to people that are watching and listening and, uh, you know, just to encourage your faith as, you know, is that that's what I was saying is testimonies encourage us and inspire us to believe God, to use our faith, because according to your faith, be done unto you. And so, uh, you right. know, is, is for you to step out, for you to believe God for wherever you are, whatever you're facing right now, because, you know, it's not a different God. It's not a different kind of faith. No. It's the same faith, same God, same Holy right. Spirit, same word. That what God did in, in Steve's life and and the authority that his, um, his son and his, Stephen, I mean, Chris and, and Connie 
um, stood in is the same authority that you can stand in with, with wherever, whatever you're facing as well. Speak to your mountain, speak to the ocean, speak to the storm, take authority over it because, you know, it's the same God. God works right. the impossible in every situation. And so right. I'm encouraged with that. And, oh, and, you know, secondly is take the time to spend time in the Word of God. Build your faith, develop yeah. your faith. Don't wait until you're facing the crisis and then try and call somebody that you think is more spiritual than you. Is get, right. get ready now. Spend time in the Word now. Build your faith up now. And, uh, and that, so when you're in that situation, it's too late then to be calling somebody. Um, then you need, like, like Chris, you said, Chris said, you, did, you know, who do I call? I don't know what to do, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, the, something was in him already to take authority. And, and right. uh, you know, I want to encourage if you're watching this is to take or listening to this is to take the time um, to develop it now within you. And so that right. you are ready, uh, sail, learn to sail that ship before you hit the storm. <laughs> Amen. Right. That's good. All right. Good stuff, Steve. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to have to go and recover from the orange now. It's just, I can see flashes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh -huh. so um, we just want to say, Oros um, man, really great to have you with us, and uh, God bless you tremendously. And I know you're just going to recover, get stronger, and God's going to give you uh, uh, super opportunities. Um, because if, he, if He's done this for you, this tells me. Yeah. It tells me that your destiny is still set, your purpose is not done, your mission is not over, That's right. your assignment is not fulfilled, and so um, there's something still for you that lays ahead. So I'm excited yeah. to journey with you on that as well. All right. Yeah. So good to All have right. you with us. Thank you for attending. Thank you, Steve, for, for hopping on with us. See, God bless you, man. Bye. Talk Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>